You are, you are listening to Making Bank, where we uncover the mindset and success strategies of the top 1% so you can amplify your life and your business. business. Welcome to Making Bank. I am Josh Felber, where we uncover the mindset and the success strategies of the top 1% so you can amplify your life and your business today. Super excited and honored for today's guest. Sergey Young runs the Longevity Vision Fund, which manages over $100 million in investments in age reversal research, therapeutics, and technologies. Longevity Vision Fund is actually just a small part of his Sergey's broader investment fund. He currently manages two plus billion in assets, but has found the longevity space as his passion. Sparked by his own health issues, along with his father's cancer diagnosed several years ago, and he also continues to devote more and more time to understanding and investing in the space. Sergey is the epitome of self-made. He grew up behind the Iron Curtain of the USSR and lived throughout the collapse that came, which brought most of the country and his family to financial ruins. He rose out of this by investing in education, which he paid for through physically demanding jobs, working early and late hours for years. First, he found passion in providing for his family financially, and now his passion is bringing the world to live longer, healthier lives. He has recently launched a new book, The Science and Technology of Growing Young, which is a Wall Street Journal and USA Today bestseller. So I'm super excited to welcome Sergey Young to Making Bank today. Hi, Josh. Hi, everyone. I'm so excited to be here with you today. So uh, tell us a little bit about, um, obviously, you you know, you, you scrapped and clawed your way up and, you know, built something for yourself. Kind of give us a little insight, look what that was like. And then when I kind of, then we want to move, I want to talk a little bit about those health issues that drove you to find your passion. Yeah. So um, I was born not only middle of nowhere, but like in the end of nowhere. And, and, uh, and it was a really small town, like 15,000 know, people's uh, settlement on the shore of Japanese Sea. So, in fact, my hometown was within the USSR in the Far East, uh, just across California through Pacific Ocean. It was okay. closer to Japan. It was like 200 miles to Japan. And it was 300 miles to the regional center, like a state capital. So, and, you know, every evening I would just, you know, come back from my school home. And I had a huge world map in my room, which I shared with my younger brother. And uh, I would just like travel in my mind, in my imagination through you know, different countries. Uh, but I, I knew there's no way I will be able to see anything apart from like Poland or Hungary in my whole life. So then you know, 1995, Gorbachev, Perestroika, I moved to Moscow to study uh, to do my first degree in chemical engineering and cybernetics and the world has changed so here it was the world of opportunity so i was working full-time uh, studying full-time taking care of my family because two of my parents lost their job so and uh, but it was possible at this time and i, I started with cleaning the windows of skyscrapers it, it was like really difficult and and scary but the fear of starvation and fear that I will not be able to help my parents was bigger than that. So that's 
that's a story. And it's just a lot of, as you know, Josh, and uh, you know, all of our, our audience, it's just a lot of hard work right. and a little bit of luck. And then you there. No, that that's, you know, I, I think it just kind of sets kind of like who you are, you know, and, and, and kind of where you came from, you know, to what it took, you know, for you to be there today. Cause I mean, if we don't, a lot of people, we don't always see all that. Uh, we see, oh, hey, you know, he's managing two billion in assets, and then has a <laughs> you know longevity passion fund and everything else, and you know it just must be a great life for him. So, um, you know, I, I appreciate you sharing that. What kind of then took you down that path to move into the investment fund space and kind of give us that little bit of that insight and everything? Yeah. So, and um, I used to work in McKinsey in strategic consulting, and it's uh, one day. One private equity firm uh, thought that these guys in McKinsey, they know how to manage the assets, how to grow the assets, hire C-level executives, uh, help them to grow. And it was partly true, but right. uh, this is how I made my way to private equity. And then uh, I, I felt so in love with investment profession because you can cherry pick scientists, entrepreneurs, startups who can make a world a better place. And, uh, and then when I faced my personal health crisis, and that's actually unfortunate reality for so many of us, for us to develop an interest uh, into the world of health or longevity, we need to have a shock first. That's really unfortunate, but that's the reality. So for me, it was, it was nothing dramatic. I just happened to have high cholesterol level uh, and I'm genetically predisposed to have high cholesterol. And I had a choice either to live on medication every day for the rest of my life or start to change my uh, lifestyle. And in the course of six months, you know, I just decreased my, my level to, uh, you know, of cholesterol uh, into something you know, really manageable uh, and, and at, at, at pretty you know, good pace just by changing my physical exercise routine, diet, supplementation, sleep. And I thought, oh, my God, th this body can actually change. And this body can uh, help this self-healing capabilities, not against all diseases, but at least sure, sure. against some of them. And that's it. I started to share my story. I felt passion. And frankly speaking, why, you know, while you've you know, been able to save few lives, and I saved quite a few, uh, you always on the hook. So people call you up and like, Sergey, you pushed me to do my medical screening, which I was delaying for years. I've discovered I have early stage cancer. And because it was early stage, not the er not the late stage, right. right now in my life, the quality of my life is there and I'm fully recovered. So you saved my life. Once you receive few calls like that, you're always on the hook. And so I thought I'll just set up relatively small investment fund. Hundred million dollars is not a lot for financial industry to support scientists, entrepreneurs who bring completely different version of healthcare to this world, much more affordable, accessible, data driven, and technology based. And here I am. We invested in twenty companies. We invest in everything from gene editing, gene therapy to organ regeneration, longevity and appeal artificial intelligence so it's been fascinating it's like the best part of my life no that's awesome and you know it's so cool you know with what you're doing and it's kind of interesting uh you were mentioning that is that my wife started 
our the health company that we have, um, you know, kind of out of a similar health issue and things like that, and creating uh, skincare and dental care products for herself based on there's so much stuff out there and it says it's good for you, but it still has crap in it and it's and everything else. And she's like, she's a nurse and a, and a nurse anesthetist. And she's like, how can I find a way to help you, you everyday products that you use every day to help heal you, to help heal your mouth, to help heal from your mouth, to your gut, to your skin. And so that's what created the company, everything we, that we run today. Um, so it's kind of super cool kind of, that you're in that same space and that same vision and path and everything. So, uh, you know, you, you're working on getting the fun put together, things like that. I mean, did you run into any challenges or any roadblocks as you were, you know, working on uh, doing that? Yeah, uh, well, one of the things that we really faced in the beginning that aging is not considered as disease. So, right. I mean, if you go to... Walgreens or CVS and you ask for uh, medication against aging, they would send you to cosmetics or they will send you to supplements or they would just think you're crazy. Right. But like, think about this. You know, all of us since the age of 40, 45, when the aging starts to manifest itself, we're running much, much higher risk to die, you know, from four killer monster diseases. And I, as I always say, which is cancer, heart disease, diabetes, and um, uh, neurogenerative diseases. Yeah. Uh, so, like, you know, all of these diseases are becoming really dangerous for us after a certain age. And I, I think it's sensible to expect that, you know, what if we can influence aging processes inside our bodies? We already know all 3,000 genes in our DNA which are responsible for aging. What if we can invent technology to switch on, switch off these genes and reverse aging? I mean, it's possible even today. And I kind of thought, well, that's exactly what I want to do. And I, I thought that's exactly what I want to change. So while we're waiting for regulators to accept the fact that aging can be disease uh, or an important risk factor, so that you can, you know, Put your millions of dollars or billions of dollars who can who, you know, who want to do that and protect through your IP. Uh, it was the biggest challenge because longevity was an orphan to the industry, to big pharma, to biotech investors as well. So we were pioneers in certain way. Like imagine with hundred million dollars, we became at this time the largest longevity-focused fund in the world. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that was the biggest challenge, but things started to change in the last three years. We, we got a lot of requests for partnership and we, we develop a lot of partnership with traditional players who, who really like our mission, not only to bring affordable and accessible version of longevity to the world, but also, you know, take a different lenses and, and look at longevity and aging and one of the levers to make us all healthier and happier. And so through this, and what are, you know, maybe if you can share, what are some of the top things that you guys are finding that are coming to market or that are in the market, mm -hmm. you know, that are helping people, you know, that like, obviously we have entrepreneurs that are watching this and, you know, just, or maybe people that are not entrepreneurs right now and they're, but they're in some kind of health state or they need to, you know, improve their health to some degree. What were some of these cool things that you guys are yeah. finding through the fund that that's out there or coming? 
So when we talk about longevity, and then, you know, this is what I explain in the book, we have three horizons. One is what you can do today. Mm -hmm. So, and like even today, we all can live to 100 healthy and happy years. Unless you really unlucky in genetic lottery, sometimes, unfortunately, that's the case, you can live to 100 healthy and happy years. And five livers there, your annual medical screening, Second is avoiding bad habits like smoking is minus 10 years from your life, not always using the seat belts uh, or minus two years from your life and in more and more addictions and risky choices that you make. Third okay. is a diet, being as heavily plant-based as possible, decreasing your calorie intake and therefore extending your healthy lifespan. Fourth is a physical activity and you don't need to be like to run a marathon for that. You use your wearables to count 10,000 steps a day. And that's like half of your physical activity routine every day. That's, that's a great start. And feet is a peace of mind, like meditation, sleep, mindfulness, etc. So that's what right. you can do today. And well, it's all explained in the bonus chapter of the book. And that's why it's twice as long as any other chapter. But my interest in a, in a different horizon. So <clears throat> the next horizon is what I call a near horizon of longevity innovations. These are technologies and scientific discoveries which will be available to us in the next 5, 10, 15 years. Okay. And they're already in the making. This is where we invest through Longevity Vision Fund. And when people ask me, like, what are the three most promising things that we right now <clears throat> have in a pipeline? So one is genetic and gene therapy. Very soon, we will be able to modify our genes to a certain extent to avoid really rare genetic diseases. Or we're going to be using gene therapy, different gene therapy uh, tools to help us to fight more common diseases like diabetes or cancer or like even this high cholesterol problem. There is a gene therapy drug which is coming to the market, which will be able to help like 40% of the people on the planet. So it's not that rare anymore. The second piece is longevity and appeal. In five, 10 years from now, we're going to have completely different class of drugs on the market, which is drugs which will attack aging in its core on a process level rather than you know, will try to fight any particular disease like cancer or heart disease or diabetes. And it can easily be a drug which we already have today, like metformin or rapamycin, like metformin is a typical diabetes drug. It can, it can be repurposed as a longevity drug. And hopefully next year, together with the American Federation of Aging Research, we're going to start the trial in the U.S. where metformin uh, can be used in the context of longevity, adding two, three, or maybe five healthy and happy years to human lives. So that's important. Or it can be drug developed by artificial intelligence. We invested in two companies who use artificial intelligence to compress very expensive and lengthy cycle of drug development. Right now in the U.S., it's $2.6 billion and 12 years for the drug development and testing. Well, that's a lot of money. We want to democratize this space. And number three is our ability to regenerate and replace organs. Similar to old cars, like we can right. extend the resource of the old car today just by replacing spare parts, even an engine. But what if we can do the same with our body? So we invested in different technologies like 3D bioprinting of organs 
or uh, using different animals to help people to overcome organ shortage for organ transportation. Or we, we invested in an amazing company called like Genesis from Pittsburgh. They actually use our lymph nodes to regrow liver. So they, 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 yeah, they take donor liver, split it in 50 to 75 pieces. They use very simple surgery to put it inside your lymph node. And then in the course of three to six months, your body and the lymph node regrows a new liver inside your body. We will be able to help so many people. In the U.S. alone, we have 117,000 people who are on the waiting list for organ transplants. Can you imagine that? So that this is the most, yeah. So when we, when we're going to reach the point in next five, 10, 15 years, when we can use these technologies massively on a wide scale, uh, it's just another, you know, 20, 30, 50 years to our lifespan. We can easily break the sound barrier of 122 years. This is the maximum lifespan that we have on the record on this planet. Uh, thanks to this beautiful French woman, she died back in 1997, I think in the age okay. of 122 and uh that's it and they're like and the and final piece of it and this is what i call the far horizon of longevity innovations um i have two last chapters in the book dedicated to that uh, so technologies are in and and they will be available to us in the next 25 50 years so it's not immediate human avatars human brain ai integration internet of bodies similar to internet of things a lot of sensors, nanobots, um, etc. But that's why I have two chapters in the book. So one is dedicated to technological aspect of future living. And the other chapter is called morality of immortality, dedicated to ethical choices. Because think about this. We have created technologies to extend our life. But we right. still haven't created life that we want to extend. 60 to 80% of Americans it, it, when have a when they have a choice to extend their life or not, would say no. So we need to work on the ethical side of this world to change so many things to make the world better, so we can actually embrace the idea of longer living. No, that, and that's really interesting. You know, and one of the things you mentioned too about you know people making that decision too. I mean, are currently then are we seeing the average lifespan? declining or is it maintaining or increasing like with where so we are right now all over the world we have uh improvement and increase in the lifespan and and this is pre-covid covid okay. was a black swan right we sure. we still haven't been able to uh you know fully understand the, the impact of uh covid on this planet uh with one exception in developed world the united states of america u.s as the most inefficient, the most expensive healthcare system in the world. Mm -hmm. And I say it with a lot of love and sympathy, right? I'm part of it. So 18% of GDP is yeah. spent on healthcare. Like UK with, with better numbers would spend 8% of their GDP on healthcare. Or Singapore, who are on top two places on earth, together with Japan in terms of their lifespan and health span, they spend 5% of their GDP on healthcare. So there is a need for change. And, and the new version of medicine will be much more preventive, therefore inexpensive, and will be very technology-based, which be, will be very data-driven. And what we had pre-COVID in the US, three out of five years, we had a lifespan decline in the United States by, by very small margin, which is 02 
years. Okay. But that, I think, is a trend that we couldn't really afford ourselves to have in one of the largest, uh, most advanced economies in the world. No, that's awesome. Um, I know we just got a few minutes left. Your uh, your book came out. Um, I know it's uh, it's got endorsements from Tony Robbins, David St. Clair, uh, Dave Asprey, who sits on our board as well, and some other amazing people and everything. Um, where can people find your book at and, and everything? Yeah, so the easiest way to go, I just go to any book platform like Amazon. It's called The Science and Technology of Grown Young. Uh, if you order the book, make sure you go to sergeyyoung.com. We have an amazing offer for free. We give you access to Longevity Academy, which is, uh, it consists of 12 videos where I present the different technologies and different ways to live longer, healthy and happier life. So sergeyyoung.com, sign up for our, new, our newsletters claim the offer for the book, and really enjoy the reading. But the best thing you can do is just understand that the key message from the book, we're all going to be living longer or radically longer than we expect. Mm. So it's time to take back control and responsibility for our own health strategy. And that's the most important takeaway I want all of us uh, to take from the book, from our today's discussion, and from our work. Yeah, that's no, that's that's great. What... Um... One last thing that I mean is like oh, you're thinking as we're talking and all, and you're like, oh, I was hoping Josh was going to ask me this question, but he didn't. Or just one last insight or something that people can do before we wrap up. Okay. So when I have 30 seconds on longevity, I push people to do only one thing. And, and, and this is what I'm about to say. The most important day of your life every year is not your birthday. It's the day of your medical screening. Go and do your medical checkup. See your healthcare provider. Make sure it's as comprehensive as possible. Uh, looking at early stage cancer, heart disease risk, diabetes, neurogenerative diseases. Again, as we discussed today, I've saved so many lives just pushing people to be really proactive about their own health. Uh, and that's like the one thing that I want you to book, think about, to plan either this December or early next year. And again, every year, one day a year, dedicate to your health. No, that's awesome. And I mean, I, it's interesting you mentioned that too, because I just got back from like a whole week of uh, like health screenings and um, IVs all week. And then it wrapped up the end of the week with a, a big dose of IV stem cells and everything else just for health, immunity and anti-aging and everything. So, um, you know, I think it's super important. And, you know, as we, as you mentioned, as we continue to get older, we need to kind of take a look at these things and make sure we're catching them before or early. Uh, before they happen and everything. So, uh, Sergey, just really appreciate you coming on Making Bank, sharing your amazing insights and uh, story and everything. And I uh, just thank you for your time today. Thank you. Stay healthy and happy. I am Josh Felber. You are watching Making Bank. Get out and be extraordinary. Thank you for listening to Making Bank. If you have enjoyed this episode, please leave a review. And sharing is caring. Follow Josh Felber on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram for more. You can also listen to Making Bank on Amazon Alexa, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and watch on Apple TV, Success Thinkers Network, Amazon Fire, and YouTube.